Hey, yo, what up, 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 what up? It's your boy, the Great Roske. Checking in one time for the one time. Uh, man, we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Fine Wine, where, of course, gets better over time, believe, mature, and become. Pulling up, baby. <laughs> That's that clump laugh. Anyway, I digress. Hey, fam, I'm so glad that you are tuning in. I want to welcome you to Fine Wine Chronicles, okay? Man, I thank God that you're tuning in. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. TGIT, thank God it is today. It's another day the Lord has made. We will rejoice, turn up, and be lit in it. Man, we got a great show for you today. We got a great topic. Title of this uh, show is Enough is Enough. We got a lot of good substance. We got a lot of energy. And with that, we're going to get this thing popping, all right? You know, I can remember growing up being the youngest out of three boys. Yep, that's right. Your boy was the baby boy. So, of course, quite naturally, I had a soft spot in my mom's heart. So, you know, I was spoiled. Pretty much got everything I wanted, everything I needed, and a good 90% of what I uh, wanted. That's a pretty good childhood, if you, if you ask me. But anyway, I was my mom's favorite then, and I think I still am today, to be honest, but don't tell nobody, okay? But anyway, I digress. I was the youngest out of... My two older brothers, Jamian and Andre Jones. Shouts out to you, brothers. Love you. God bless you, sirs. But anyway, it was Dre. <laughs> it was Dre who always seemed to be the one with the most anger issues. You got to watch them quiet ones, but they, they'd be all sweet at first. They'd really be plotting, though. I know better. But anyway, as a matter of fact, me and him would often get the hooking. Yeah, that's right. We would throw blows. Because he would get so mad so easily. Often at times when I was just trying to have a little fun, I'm like, God, bro, like, do you need a hug? It was, it was really good. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my brother to life. And he has he has been so good from that. He's been delivered, too, from that also. And also, he has done a lot for me. I mean, a lot was sacrificed, a lot will make sure he would look after me, especially in them college days. And it's, and it's most of that that I still appreciate to this day. And besides, I can't say that I didn't cause a little bit of that anger. I mean, hey, I was a little brother. So, of course, I got to get on somebody's nerves, right? But growing up, <laughs> watching Dre, I always thought by observing him that being angry was a big no-no. And that we should never let our anger get the best of us. And in some ways, I understood what that meant and found it to be true to a certain extent. But little did I know that my brother was actually on to something by having so much anger built up. You see, there's a verse in Ephesians chapter 4 that states, Be angry, but sin not. I later found out through my sister Valencia, guess love your face, that you can use anger as a tool for success. Hmm. I found out that anger can benefit you. You see, she testified at church on Sunday at Raymond International Ministry. Shouts out to Pastor Scott T. Sanders and co-pastor Cynthia R. Sanders. She began to tell us her story. And, of course, it wasn't all smiles at first. She opened up by saying that in 2017, her husband, Mr. Jason Guest, passed away. And quite naturally, it flipped her world upside down and mine. I mean, we were a family. 
And at the end of the day, we had each other's back. I remember, uh, you know, just watching him and he would take me under his wing and he would show me stuff. And he told me, Ro, the greatest thing that you can never leave is your example. And man, what an example he left for me to follow. But anyway, her husband passed away. And not to add insult to injury, but the life insurance policy that they had taken out fell through. So she didn't receive any money. And the house that he testified got foreclosed on. She also had a card that was that, that she was paying on that was in his name. She was the co-signer. And she was having some trouble with it. So she decided she couldn't keep it anymore. And she wanted to turn it in, especially when the car had broke down. Before she decided to turn it in, the car broke down on her with her daughter in the car. Leilani, what's going on, Leilani? <laughs> anyway, I digress. But the car broke down. There was, a, remember, she was talking about 40 degree weather and they were stuck on the road. And she had said something that had not only sparked the title of this episode. But a wave of supernatural blessings that would hit her life. I'm talking one fast on the heels of another. She said, enough is enough. In other words, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. She went on to finish stating that when you get angry and you believe God, oh, it's time to pursue some things. And Lord have mercy, did she pursue. The Lord blessed her with a brand new house. Not only did he bless, bless her with a brand new house, but he moved upon my man of God and my woman of God, her man of God and her woman of God to cover the down payment. Lord, what type of love is that? It's important to have a man of God. I got to digress just for a second. I was reading this book called Plug In by Bishop Daniel Robinson. It said the most important person in your life is not your mama and daddy. It's actually your man and woman of God. I would love to expound upon that, but whew, we ain't got the time. But anyway, so she also wanted a debt-free car. So she began to uh, tell us about how she went to go, you know, apply for a loan, get a loan for a car. They gave her the loan, and the and the Lord moved upon my man and woman of God's heart again to take over the payments. So the Lord because of his love for her, blessed her with a brand new car and a brand new house. But it was the anger that sparked the participation with the movement. Lord have mercy. In other words, her anger sparked her to get up and go. You see, my sister was definitely flowing with the Holy Ghost when she made that statement. And it is that exact statement that I want to expound upon. There's another scripture that says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Often, which has been misinterpreted for a marital scripture. And I get it, but just because something is a popular thought does not make it the revelation of the scripture. The scripture is actually talking about um, not letting the sun going down quench your anger. I would submit to you that the reason why certain successes has not hit your life yet is because you haven't got angry enough. My man of God said something so profound that I never will forget it. He said, 
what you can live with, you will. If you can live with being broke, you will live with being broke. If you can live with fear, you will live with fear. If you can live always receiving sloppy seconds, you will live with always receiving sloppy seconds. If you can live with being tired, with being frustrated, you will live with being tired and frustrated. You see, you have to get angry to a point where not having what you're supposed to have and not being who you were made to be drives you insane. Jesus died so that these things could be our birthright. So you have to get to the point where it is my right to have these things, not because of my good doing, but because of Jesus dying for me. I watch a lot of motivational speakers, and there was this one speaker named Eric Thomas. He posed a question that stated, what was Michael Jordan's most defining moment? Certain people said game six when he hit that shot to win the sixth championship. No push-off, by the way. He said, nah, that was a good moment, but that wasn't it. Others suggested events like when he won the dunk contest or the game he had the flu and many other accomplishments in his career. He said, those were good too, but nah, that ain't it either. He said, Michael Jordan's most defining moment was when he lost to the Pistons and he started to shed a tear. You see, he was so sick of losing that it broke him down and he started to cry. Now, of course, this wasn't a boo-hoo. It was more so tears of disappointment and anger. He made it up in his mind that night that he never wanted to feel that feeling again. And on that night, in my opinion, the best basketball player ever was Bird. You see, anger is a tool that will make you get up and go after. Anger is something that motivates you from within often and often again. Oftentimes, anger reminds you of where you should have been. Anger is a slap to your face that will cause you to wake up and be great. I remind of a time I was at a job that I couldn't stand. And they had made me angry for the last time. I made it up in my mind that I was no longer going to be treated any old type of way all because I'm trying to receive a check. Nah. I went out and got another job that paid the most I've ever made, working the hours I always dreamed of. It was anger that sparked that action. Can I tell you something? To be totally honest, had it not been for my wife getting angry, my daughter wouldn't even be here. Years and years of doctors telling her what she couldn't do, how she couldn't have any children, prescribing medicine that would only make a situation worse. Matter of fact, she got angry. I remember one time she had asked for a, 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 a particular procedure to be done. And the doctor's like, no, I don't think we should do that, and blah, 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 blah. So she's like, yeah, okay, I understand that you may think it's not going to work, but, you know, I, I want it to be done. They're like, no, no, I'm telling you this. She's like, look, I am not asking you. I'm telling you. Do the procedure. You have a job to perform, right? I'm the patient. You're the doctor. So do the procedure. I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Ooh, you better do that. You better do that procedure. But it was her getting angry. That said, well, enough was enough. But here's the kicker, though. Anger is a weapon that will push you over your breaking point. 
But here's the caveat. Your anger should never be directed toward people. After she just snapped on the doctor, right? <laughs> but anyway, you don't have to go off on your boss. And you don't have to swing on one of your family members. And you certainly don't have to beat yourself up. Anger should never be directed towards people, but towards Satan and his devices. You see, Satan can also use people. So, I mean, my, 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 my wife was not necessarily going off at the doctor. She was going off on the spirit in the doctor trying to tell her that it won't work. So she had to talk to that spirit. Yeah, you got to talk to spirit sometimes. You see, anger will let you know that enough is enough. We are going to delve into where you should focus your anger on. Not only getting angry, but where you should place your anger too. Because it's time for us. It's time for God to get more glory out of our lives. But somebody got to get mad. Now, I'm not saying this is the only way to receive things and to go after things. But this is the most effective way. All right. So with that said, you know, we got to set the atmosphere. Here's KB featuring Andy Minio with not to not to take Satan. Hey, yo, pull it up, baby. Find my Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Hey, yo, that was KB featuring Andy Minio with Not Today, Satan. And, man, we are talking about enough is enough, okay? We are talking about anger, getting angry, but not using your anger towards people, but Satan and his devices, okay? All right, we know that anger can be a tool used to use for success. It can stir up something in you to go after and get what you, what is rightfully yours okay we talked about in the first segment how jesus died so you so these things can be your birthright all right so with that um there's another verse in the bible that talks about the kingdom suffered violence and the violence take it by force all right which basically sums up means we have to get angry and forcefully advance nobody's going to give us anything we got to take it you see a lot of times when you're trying to get something done you got to get angry right but I've come to find out that sometimes you have to break protocol because a lot of things are set in place to keep you down and it, that ain't going to happen. I'm reminded of the story of Esther. That's one of my favorite stories I read in the Bible. Anyway, she was in the bind. The king had just signed the edict, which basically issued, uh, it was basically like a contract in today's terms to kill all the Jews. He was tricked into signing that. Well, here's the problem. Esther was a Jew herself. So that meant that she was going to die unless she did something about it. Now, she was the only one who can get to the king to lift the order of off the annihilation of her people. Now, it was custom. This was protocol not to just barge into the king's um, headquarters without him summoning you, because if he didn't summon you, you could be killed. And I noticed something back in the Bible days. They didn't play that. They were truly about that life. You know what I mean? It was like nowadays, you know, it, 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 nowadays, you know, you, you'll be a fine or you're holding contempt. Nah, not so much in the Bible days. One false move and it was hurt, murk, put them in the dirt. But you better catch me first. Yeah, it was off with your heads. But anyway, man, so the penalty 
she was facing, she was facing the, these two things. My pastor, Pastor Scott T. Sanders, preached on this. She was facing possible death by going in, just barging into the king's office, or certain death by doing nothing and let and letting the king wipe out all of her people. All right. So she made a decision. I'm going to go in. Even if I die myself, I have to do something. That's what anger do. You know what? Even if I fail, I st I'm still going to go at it. All right. I'd rather, I'd rather die and say I tried than to live and said I didn't try at all. <laughs> Lord have mercy, people. Anyway, she went in and the king saw the favor that was on her. And in other words, he saw how fine she was. He was like, hey, Miss Parker. <laughs> but anyway, he saw the favor on her life. And that's one thing about favor. God's favor will make you attractive. So he asked her, what do you want? I'll give whatever you want up to half of my kingdom. So, of course, she got the king to uplift the uh, edict, uplift the contract to kill her people. And she saved her people. And the one that tricked her, tricked the king, rather, into signing that, he ended up getting murked, put it in dirt. All right. Now, I want to really focus on something. OK, there's a, a principle that you have to realize right here. Whenever you want something done, you go to the head. Notice she went to the king. She ain't going to nobody else but the king. Stop going to people that ain't going to do nothing but just give you the runaround. Go to the top. Go straight to the top. I'm reminded of my brother, Timothy Wooten. There were some issues going on with his job that he felt needed to be addressed and fixed in order for him to, in order for them to produce more and just have a better work environment. So he went straight to corporate. Tell me why a representative flew down and handed him a letter personally thanking him for his advice. You know, he works in the field and all that stuff like that. And so he would know some things that they particularly don't know being up there in corporate. And came down with a letter, which basically was a raise and a promotion. I believe it was $17,000 increase. Yeah, you do the math. I, I, I know if I'm, I know I'm not too far off though. I remember David, as he got mad one time, when he heard Goliath talking noise about the armies of the living God. He went straight to the king, okay? He didn't ask nobody else. He went to the king and told him, look, all y'all scared, y'all running, got your tails tucked in. But you know what? Give me the permission and I can handle him for you. So, of course, the king tried to size him up because, you know, David, he was young and he was little. Let me tell you something. It don't matter how old you are. It don't matter how young you are. All that matters is, do you have the anointing? <laughs> David had the anointing. So the king tried to size him up. But then David read him his resume. I love this right here. He said, look, I love how pastor tell the story. He said, look, I was in the field minding my own business, tending to my father's sheep. But then a lion came It had the nerve to take one of my father's sheep. So I, the Bible said he smoked him. It's basically like a thrust, kind of like a punch. So he basically punched the lion, took the sheep out of the lion's mouth. 
And he said, I was going to leave him alone. But then he had the nerve to raise up against me. So I grabbed his beard. I took a sword and I slew him. Yeah, that's right. I dropped him. I laid him out. I also did a bear like that. What is a man compared to a lion and a bear? He's telling you, I killed a lion. I killed a bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like the rest of them. <laughs> Talking about anger and boldness. Anger also produced boldness. It took boldness for uh, Esther to barge in and break the king's protocol, knowing that she could face death. It took bonus for David to go up to the king and say, look, I dropped this lion. I dropped the bear. I'll drop him. So it was protocol for the king to put all this armor on David, and it was weighing David down. David said, hey, look, man, I don't need all this. All right, just give me five smooth stones, and y'all already know the rest. But I got to say this. David just didn't kill Goliath. He cut his head off using his sword. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You talking about anger? Good God. You see, anger is so vital in defeating your enemies and accomplishing your goals. But remember, today's time, your enemy is not people. Yes, Satan, the enemy, will use people, but, but, but don't direct your anger towards people. All right? Direct your anger towards Satan. Directed to those spirits that the enemy is uh, is is using. I remember I I was um had a boss that was trying to get me fired for no reason, and so I used to get mad at him. And then I realized, nah, this fight ain't even this fight ain't even with him. Saying, I see what you're trying to do. Got a new baby girl on the way at that time. You know, making the most money I ever had. You're trying to you're trying to you're trying to uh attack me. But you know what? My father in heaven, he don't play that. I started praying. I started decreeing, declaring some things. How about corporate came down for me and asked, what could I do for you? I told him about the situation. <laughs> that situation was handled. No more problems. You see, it's not against people, people. It's against Satan and his devices. I also want to list some more enemies. Your biggest enemy is not hatred. You know, I got to I gotta do this. My haters, my haters, man, blah, blah, that. Okay? Like I said, your motivation shouldn't solely stem from hatred. Your biggest enemy is your procrastination. It's your ego. It's the knowledge that you neglect. It's the stank attitudes. It's the gossiping attitudes. It's the nurturing of bad habits, negative behaviors, even bad foods that we eat. It's laziness. It's the knowledge that we don't apply to our lives. I heard this one day and I don't know exactly how he said it, but this is how I put it. Meditation causes you to walk. Revelation 
causes you to drive. But application causes you to fly. We're still on the ground and we're still driving. We haven't flown yet because we have not applied what we know to do. We know we need to do these things, yet we don't apply it. We got to get angry and say, not another day, not another step. I love what my sister said, man. She said, enough is enough. When you get angry and you believe God, it's time to pursue some things. God bless you, Valencia. God bless you, Val. Love your face. And then she also said it's going to be some places where it's going to appear that you don't have access, but you're going to walk straight on in. Lord have mercy. She basically preached a sermon that day. I mean, Lord have mercy. It's going to seem like you don't have access, but once you start applying what you know to apply, you get angry and you start going after, you notice you're going to walk right in this sister had the down payment already covered. God had already covered the down payment. Took over payments for her car. She just walked right in. And God has no respect to a person. She told me this. If he'll do it for her, imagine what he wants to do for us. Lord have mercy. But we got to get angry. All right? Hey, man, I'm really hoping I'm stirring up something. Like I said, don't punch nobody. Don't. 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 You still got to go to work today. Don't. <laughs> don't be too crazy. But, man, I really want to stir up something so we can go up and go after. And I'm going to decrease something. I'm going to decrease something right now. Yeah, you heard it. By September, you hear it now. I will be in a house. I'm tired of these apartments. Nothing wrong with apartments at first. But the Lord told me when my baby girl said, dad, dad. And mommy, she going to be in the house. She ain't going to grow up in the apartment. So I'm getting angry and I'm doing the necessary steps, you know, uh, fixing my credit, eliminating debt, uh, 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 you know, just different things, you know, calling the loan people and starting some payments. I'm doing whatever it takes to get in that house because ain't nothing going to hold me back. By September, you heard me say this. I will be in the house. Mm. Lord have mercy. Anyway, man, we finna cut to another song. This is her. With Avenue. I like this song. It's a different vibe. I hit you with the rap, so I want to hit you with a little slow, soft tunes, all right? Hey, man. Fine Wine Chronicles. Pull it up, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, yo, that was her with Avenue. Like I said, man, definitely wanted to switch up the vibe. Hey, guys, I just want to say, man, it has been fun. I thank you for taking the time out to listen to me. I hope I, my prayers that I was able to say something. And like I said, man, I know I was a little angry and stuff like that, but I just, it's just a passion in me. I want to stir something up that'll wake something up in you that'll cause you to get angry, go after what God has promised you, what God has already laid out for you. We just have to participate with him and receive it. Okay, man, I love you. I'm do this every Friday. It's blessing a lot more people than I thought. So that's my prayer. Man. I just want to continue to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. So I just want to bless you. Okay. Hey, man, it's with that, man. Remember, keep one foot in your present so you won't forsake the responsibilities of today. One foot in your future so you won't forget to dream. Greatness has no pink. And man, it's the weekend, so I want you to do something for the first time. When was the last time you did something for the first time? I love you. It's your boy, the great bro. Skip.
Checking in one time for the one time. Pull it up, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah.